Welcome everyone to this episode of Palmetto Guardian. Today we will be talking with State Command Sergeant Major about the GAFB. Welcome everyone, I'm Sergeant Chelsea Baker. And I'm Specialist David Erskine. I don't know how long it's going to take me to get used to saying that. That still feels so weird to me. The sergeant thing? Yeah. I'm like so afraid I'm going to mess up, which I haven't yet, but it's just, I don't know, it's just weird because I don't have to say it all the time. Well, yet, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You'll get used to it. Yeah. No, you won't. (laughs) I'm waiting for the day, like, when I have to answer my phone and I go, this is special, I mean, sergeant, and, like, make a fool of myself. You should do it where you go, specialist, sergeant, specialist. Oh. And try to keep. Sandwich. Try, try, try to keep. Keep count of that E4 sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> oh, especially when people call you, I'm like, hey, is this Sergeant Erskine? Like, no, not anymore. <laughs> They're like confused because you're like specialist Erskine. Yeah. I mean, it happens though. So it's yeah. part of the military career. Definitely it is. I mean, I don't feel bad. I'm still doing my job. You, you still have it. The rank to me doesn't really mean much. I think it's the experience and the knowledge. And you definitely have a lot of that. Um, I got a lot of something. <laughs> <laughs> I think would be, would be the reference most people would make. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously I enjoyed being a sergeant. I didn't have, you know, yeah. I didn't have a problem being a sergeant. I enjoyed it. Um, and, you know, if it was to ever work out that I, I make it back to that, then that would be great. Um, didn't change how I felt about the guard or my job or my mission just because, you know, I was in a situation where I had to lose some rank. Mm-hmm. Um didn't mean that I didn't come to work and do things at the same level I was trying to do before, or it didn't mean I stopped trying to teach you. Yeah, because that would have been a problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, it goes up, it goes down, mission stays the same, job still got to get done. Exactly. You're just back to your old roots, and you're the commander of the E4 Mafia. Yeah, the E4 Mafia. Uh, Creator and commander. First rule of the E4 Mafia is we don't talk about E4 Mafia. <laughs> uh-huh. But, uh, Anyways. Yeah, no, it's 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 fine. It's good. Um, you know, I, the rank has to go away at some point in time anyway. What do you mean? Well, at some point in time, we're all going to become civilians again. Yeah, that's true. And and all it is then is, is that point in time is uh, a title that you use in mm-hmm. reference to your retirement status. Yeah. Um, but really, you know, purpose of rank should be to get to a point where you leave the guard, army, whatever, military, mm-hmm. you know, better than... When you got in. Right. Yeah. Um Rank shouldn't be looked so much as a, a privilege or a right as as, as, a, as a level of responsibility mm-hmm. and a heightened sense of duty. That's that's a good way to put it. Is it, really what it is, and I think sometimes we we strew what rank really means and what rank really is mm-hmm. intended for. Um, and, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal a Marvel quote, but with uh, you know, great power comes great responsibility for all my Spider Man fans out there. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, if, if you're doing your job, you're doing it well, you know, rank obviously affects your pay and your position and stuff. But mm-hmm. if you're in a situation where you were a rank and you had to come back down to the rank and behind it or whatever else for whatever the reason is, um, it doesn't change how you do your job. Yeah. You still do it to your highest ability. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you were doing it as a sergeant here doesn't mean you go, oh, I'm an E4, I'll do it at a lower level. Like, I haven't learned stuff over this last 10, 15, whatever years it was. Mm-hmm. You, you still do it. Really, you should be doing it higher than what your what your rank level is. Exactly. Um, especially for, for the NCO Corps. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody should be striving to be technical professionals as it were and i know that's that's the warrant officer corps and they they own that but as enlisted people we should always be trying to do our job at our highest level of proficiency mm-hmm. um just because you have rank doesn't mean that you get to back off job duties increase yeah it should be harder 
shouldn't be easy. Well, and they always say that whenever you're in one position, you should know how to do the job above you. And below you. And below you. And then that way you can teach the, the soldiers and airmen below you and pass that information on so that they continue to grow and grow. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've, I think I've harped on that on a couple different podcasts and I always think that it's uh, the duty, responsibility, whatever words you want to attach to it, mm-hmm. uh, old timers as it were, still a <laughs> word, um, that have been around for a minute, you know, we, we get... We get old and cranky in our careers, you know. And we, you don't like change. And we get territorial. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's mine. <laughs> I did this. Mine. 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 Kind of like when we got this new po- uh, podcast equipment. It's mine. <laughs> um, in case anybody was wondering, it's mine until I leave. Um, but no, um, it, it's not mine. It's it's whoever comes behind me. Mm-hmm. And that's why it was, I, I fought and we fought and, and People helped us um, to get this equipment because hopefully it improves the guard from a public affairs standpoint. Higher mm-hmm. quality product. Um, you know, obviously, if it sounds better, if it sounds more professional, then more people are likely to listen to it. We get more information out. Leadership get more uh, more of their information out to the soldiers. It gets more uh, gets widespread. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we mentioned the five hundred. Yes. Subscribers. It's been a while, but we're still pushing for it. But, you know, I mean, in my mind, that's a low goal. Oh, definitely. A low goal. Um, We have Mm 10,000-ish soldiers and airmen. Um, Every last one of them should be subscribed. And if you're you're an NCO or an officer or leader at any level and you have soldiers and airmen underneath you – you obviously can't force them to do anything, but you should be suggesting it to them. Um, yeah. Not for the purposes of boosting our numbers and making us look better as far as what we're accomplishing, but the information and the people that are coming on the podcast to talk to us are things that help soldiers and airmen's career mm-hmm. and, and family life and all that, just a whole array. Because, I mean, we've had everybody on here so far from, you know, the tag, mm-hmm. um, Service member family care and anti-terrorism folks, mm-hmm. um, cyber. We've had civilian folks on the museums. I mean, we've we're covering every topic. Um, enlisted promotions. Um, we're highlighting other soldiers mm-hmm. um, that are you know doing great things. That their commander saying, "Hey, we'd like to you know make note of these people." This is a good opportunity. You know, we always talk about being able to get information to M-Day soldiers, mm-hmm. you know, so they can know about these projects and courses and uh, events and ab- events and everything that we offer, mm-hmm. you know. Here you go. This is this is an easy thing for them. It's, it's on iTunes. It's on YouTube. Um, they can pull it up. They don't have to have a cat card, any kind of military network or anything. They pull it up in their car while they're riding around. You know, a lot of people already listen to podcasts. Um, obviously we still have some perfecting to do in our podcast, but I think we're, yes, we're heading in the right direction, heading in the right direction. (laughs) New equipment was number one. New equipment helps. Um, we obviously need to, there's some, I mean, we can always refine the process. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, uh, maybe link the conversations need to be looked at and, you know, maybe the, the content that we actually cover. But that comes from people getting involved with the podcast mm-hmm. and getting on YouTube and leaving comments so that we know. I mean, that's what where works th- and what doesn't work. I mean, that's where the enlisted podcast came from. Somebody called us and said, hey, you know, we'd love to hear about the enlisted promotion process mm-hmm. so that we can, you know, have a better knowledge of it. So we went and found the person to come talk to you about it. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it. it if you're already somebody who listens um, or have listened and you come across it, this in particular podcast, share it with the airmen, the soldiers you know, and say, hey, if you don't listen to everyone, just keep a track of it because there might be a topic come up that's important to you. Mm-hmm. You know, at some or if point. there's a topic that you haven't, we haven't talked about, right. 
um, definitely let us know because, like you said, with the enlisted promotion, I mean, somebody suggested it, and within, what, a week or two, we had them in the studio shooting a podcast, and now it's out there for people to listen to and watch. So, I mean, definitely interacting and letting us know what you want to hear because we're here for the airmen and the soldiers. This is their platform. We're just the spokesperson for it. And, I mean, we have a whole list of, of podcasts we haven't gotten to mm-hmm. yet. Um, I mean, we still have some of the leadership we want to talk to. We're working on that. Um, we'd like to get education in at some point in time because we know education's a big deal for a lot of people. We're, mm-hmm. You know, try to do that before the upcoming uh, spring semester if possible. Um, you know, some of our civilian partners and stuff like that. Um get them in so that you can know kind of who's all part of the, the military department as a whole and mm-hmm. um, who are working in um, some of the state folks. Uh, museum has events coming up in the near future. We're going to try to get them back on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there's there's just a whole lot of stuff out there, and it's a good opportunity for soldiers and airmen to have. Like I said, you don't have to watch or listen to every podcast, mm-hmm. but you should – be subscribed kind of one area or the other just in case the topic comes across. Um, and, and we're we're looking to fix a lot of stuff. We're not just saying, you know, hey, we're happy with where it is. You know, uh, we're looking at doing several different things to improve the, the YouTube channel mm-hmm. and things like that so that information's easier to find, more digestible and things like that. So even outside of just the podcast, we're, we're bringing all kinds of new stuff. Yeah. Um, like we said before, new soldier in the in the studio area helping us to work, and he's got his talent sets that he's bringing to this this fight for us, and yep. so we're going to be able to do some interesting stuff with him. Yep. And if um, I can ever get Sergeant Baker straightened out, then <laughs> I get her talent set brought in. Oh my in. gosh! Okay. I, I want to tote the load so much, <laughs> but uh, ha, 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 ha. Uh, we're still still playing with the buttons. Still playing with the buttons. Um. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that sounds about right. Yeah. Well, and with that, we have a special guest here today to talk to us about a kind of a big topic, I guess, for the state, um, for M-Day soldiers and airmen to get out, be recognized, possibly um, earn a, an award, I guess, in a sense, uh, yeah. something extra that they can wear with pride on their uniform. So, um I guess we'll just get into that and see what our special guest has to say. So today we have State Command Sergeant Major Russ Vickery, the South Carolina National Guard Command Sergeant Major, and he's going to talk to us about some topics today. So thank you for coming, Sergeant Major. You're welcome. I appreciate being here. So what what should we start with? Maybe the the GAFB since it's coming? Yeah, out? the GAFB's closing in soon on us. So I, I say we start because we actually have a lot of interest from soldiers of you know, how do they register, how do they get involved, what are the events, and, and things like that. So yeah, but we, we've had a few questions about it. So I think with it being the most upcoming event, I say we start there and see where the conversation takes us. Okay. Well, the South Carolina National Guard has a unique relationship with the uh, German Armed Forces out of Reston, Virginia, called GAFCOM. And uh, due to uh, developing that relationship, we have came into some uh, annual events that we conduct the GAFB here in South Carolina. So the next GAFB event right now is coming up on Veterans Day weekend, and we host it every Veterans Day weekend. This year the dates will be 9, 10, and 11, so it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But it's not an all-day event on each one of the days. It's half a day on Friday, most of the day on Saturday because you're shooting and swimming, and then uh, half a day on Sunday because you'll ruck out that morning and then we'll have the award ceremony. So German Armed Forces Command sends soldiers down here from, from Reston, Virginia, to be the proctors. And we have a state proctor here. That would be uh, Sergeant, Staff Sergeant uh, David, uh, David Fowler. And uh, he will have the contact information that you would, you would do to contact him to get on the list out there. Normally, we try to allocate for 150 slots. It's conducted at uh, McCready Training Center. Last year, we had 154 people compete. We had 99 people earn the badge of various ones from bronze, silver to gold. Uh, it's a physically intense uh, 
challenging event. If you if you want to do it, I would encourage you to research uh, GAFME on there. There's uh, a uh, running uh, 12 mile, um, excuse me, a seven and a half mile ruck with a 35 pound pack, uh, swimming, shooting, and the German basic fitness test, which involves uh, an arm hang, a uh, thousand meter sprint, and a uh, shuttle run. Now, uh, now for soldiers out of the units or whatever, wherever they may be in the state, uh, it, do they go to their readiness NCO commander? Who do they? Who can they reach out to? I guess at the unit level, or what would be their best path if they wanted to get in touch? To I know you mentioned uh, Staff Sergeant Fowler, Staff Sergeant Fowler, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if if they didn't have his information or his contact or forgot his name, who? Who, what would be their best route, I guess, finding out when right. and how? I would tell you that as, as early as the end of this week, we'll push out on social media, on the stat, Sergeant Major Vickery's uh, Facebook page, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, Twitter, uh, and, and any uh, on the skip page and stuff as well. We will push out the information telling you when the GAFB is and where it is. And the contact information for Sergeant Fowler will be in that flyer. And it will be up to you to contact him. Of course, South Carolina National Guardsmen have first refusal at it, but we'll put a suspense date out there, probably uh, 31 October. If slots aren't filled by then, then we'll open them to all active duty forces, Army, Air Force, Marines, uh, ROTC, and so on. And normally we have a lot of participation from other entities because this is one of the few places that you can get a guaranteed event uh, every year, and it's a well-ran event. Now, this is something that uh, they can wear on the uniform, too, correct? That's correct. The GAFB can be worn on the officer's uniform and the uh, NCO's uniform. The other German event that we do host in South Carolina sometimes that's going to become an annual event is the Schutzersneer. It's a shooting competition. So uh, we conduct that uh, in concert with a GAFB in mid-May, but it will be limited availability. But it, that is an enlisted-only award to be worn but the officer can earn it but they cannot wear it on their uniform that's uh that's pretty cool because the first time i learned about it which was several years ago when we kind of got hot and heavy into doing them i think maybe they've been done here and there sporadically but then it got super consistent um but i've I've had the opportunity to come out and see some of them it is it is a tough event like you don't just walk in there and go you know with no prep and go i got this um what do you think is the hardest part for most soldiers is it the swim is it the ruck is it the shooting where where do you see yeah and, and you asking that that's something everybody always asks <laughs> coming in and the germans will tell you uh in fact hans dieter Scheer is the uh, command sergeant major for german armed forces and uh, he tells me you know hey russ it's always the swim you know everybody says hey that's not a big deal i can swim that but uh till you get in the water and Actually, try it because you might, you got to swim 100 meters, and then you have to tread water and remove your top and your bottom, and throw them out of the pool. And I've seen some very fit guys and girls uh, get to the end, and there's no breath left, and <laughs> survival instinct takes over, and you grab the side of the pool. So. Uh, oh yeah, because that's that's part of the rule. You're not yeah, even you, the little ropes and stuff that run. Correct. You, yeah, can't, you can't you can't have any assistance, and the Germans are there to verify that. So. It is, it, is a, it is a tough event, so if I would tell you to practice for anything, practice the swim. Uh, the ruck is just is the ruck, and that's easy to practice for. And the rest of it is it's physically challenging, but the same as we have an APFT and an ACFT now coming in, this is the German BFT and the GAFB, so this is what they do every year for their event. Now, other than in November, is the event – because I know it's part of the best warrior competition, but other than that, is are those the only two times a year where people can participate in the GAFB? Uh, in South Carolina, yes. Okay. Uh, uh, this year in South Carolina, we'll conduct uh, the GAFB and, and a shoot just near, but we'll conduct the GAFB literally three times between here and the next year. We'll do it in November of this year. We'll have the GAFB also incorporated within the best warrior competition and we'll also have Germans competing with us inside our state warrior competition. And then this year, South Carolina is actually the host for Region 3 for the best warrior competition. So all of the states that are in Region 3, all of the winners of each one of those states will come here. And as part of that competition, the Germans have agreed to conduct a Schutzerschneer and a Gafby in combination with that one as well. 
So there'll be three three opportunities there. The the biggest opportunity, of course, is in some, in November because it's Veterans Day weekend. It's an off-duty weekend for most people. Uh, we don't require that a commander split train or uh, in, unless they want to. That's that's completely up between the soldier and the command. The only uh, rec- prerequisite is that you've got to be in some type of duty status, i.e. retirement point order or either split trained or an RMA, something that lets us know what type of duty status you're in in case something does happen to you. But the TAG fully supports the uh, integration with uh, foreign armed forces, and you know we look forward to even trying to get the Colombians and integrate some of their competitions and stuff in there as well. But the Germans have just been super great to work with, and uh, we've developed a great friendship and a great relationship. And In fact, I'll be going up there to visit them at their Oktoberfest here at the end of this month. Yeah, I um, I actually got to, I was on a mission. We had to fly up there, and I got to see their facilities and stuff up in that area. And super, super nice group of individuals and stuff. And uh, got to shoot some footage of them in last year's um, Best Warrior competition. And it, it was kind of interesting, you know, you see, because uh, they don't do it all the time, you see them struggle with, you know, our parts of it. But then you watched our soldiers, like, in the swim and stuff. And, you know, that was something they weren't used to, and it, it kind of hit them, which kind of transitions to the fact that the Best Warrior competition is, is right around the corner. And I actually went and covered um, Aviation's, re- or their local uh, unit, Best Warrior competition, not too long ago. And, by the way, they have a stud uh, runner out there. I can't remember his name, or I'd give him massive amounts of props. But when I say he was way, way, way ahead of everybody, he was way, way ahead of everybody. So uh, for anybody that's interested, you better get your fast shoes on because that guy can move. Um, but the best warrior competition is something that's grown hugely in the state of South Carolina and has um, kind of hyped people up. But that's coming around in January, correct? Correct. Best warrior competition will take place uh, last week of January. I'd have to look again to give you the exact dates, but it starts on a uh, on a Saturday and ends on a Wednesday, so it's a four and a half day competition. And last year we uh, we had some folks uh, that had their uh, mile monitors on their wrist, and when we were done, it was about 62 miles on your boots when everything was done. And it's a uh, physically grueling, uh, mentally taxing, uh, even a little sleep deprivation because we do sleep out in the woods in January intense and stuff out there but it tests your basic soldier skills and it really gets after what general milley talks about and what our adjutant general talks about is soldier readiness and soldier lethality you're going back to your basic soldier skills across the board whether you be from aviation or from air defense or from signal or from infantry or engineers it doesn't matter where you're from you're all going to compete on the same playing field with basic soldier skills anything from medical tasks to u.s weapons to hand grenades to, uh, you know, you name it, it's out there. And we try to make it as tough and as realistic as possible. Probably the uh, one of the most exciting things we had last year was a Puget State competition uh, late into the competition when some people were really tired. And uh, that was a, a big morale boost for everyone. And it actually kind of shows you, you know, if I've been fighting for the last three days and now I really got to go hand-to-hand somebody, what have I got left in the tank? And I, and I will say, because we've been fortunate enough to do the, the state competition and the regional competition, and if you want to get read for regionals, our state competition is way harder, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, that's my opinion. But just watching, it, it was intense. I mean, and, and the cool thing about it is, um, and he, he mentioned the camaraderie and everything out there, but all these guys are competing, but at the same time, you see them constantly grabbing each other and, like, you know, come on, just a little bit more, and they, they – they, they start working as a unit, you know, from all over the state. It just shows how well they, they come together and start doing this type of stuff. Um, um, you know, one of, the, one of the things that I tell soldiers as we start our Best Warrior competition, and if there's something that I wanted to get out there to, to all the soldiers in the South Carolina National Guard, to go and compete, whether it be at your company level, your battery level, your battalion level, or your MSC level, all of that is going to pay you dividends in the end because you're going to get a chance to show people what you're really all about, what it, what it means to be there, and that you've got the heart to go and do something extra that's out there. When we get uh, soldiers up to the state level, they're always one of the requirements is that that competitor must bring a sponsor with them. And that sponsor needs to be one of those people that was coming up and competing for that best score year competition within the MSCs, within the battalions. And then there's always many support personnel that we ask for also 
the G3 helps us fund, and I would encourage that to be those, those folks as well because getting up there and getting to that level and getting to meet everybody across the MSCs, again, gets back after General McCarty's. Uh, what we're talking about is integrating our forces and everybody fighting together so the aviation gets to know the infantry and the infantry gets to know the, uh, the signal guys and the signal guys, the medical guys. So it already starts down that road. I would say, you know, we've been doing it with the best warrior competition ahead of where we're actually heading as a state now back to combined arms operations. So it's a good precursor for it. And I have soldiers uh, that have competed up to two and three years ago when I first took this job and we had our first competition. In fact, uh, I'll mention a soldier, uh, Sergeant Valletta Burgess now, is coming here to do a podcast with you guys on Friday because she is a uh, world-class athlete, 800-meter uh, indoor champion uh, and 800-meter outdoor champion uh, U.S. and Canada. So she is uh, a proof, you know, of what happens when you get involved in that and, and you get your name out there and you get recognized. Uh, other best warriors, you know, they all come to mind and you see them as you're going throughout the force out there. Ray Felton is another great one out there, is a uh, ranger with our state that works in the state park system but also uh, one of his proudest accomplishments, and he'll tell you, was being a best warrior. Yeah. And, and, and I, I got I to admit, I, got, I like where a lot of states, and they, I guess maybe even at one point in time here, you know, best warrior is just kind of something that happened. There wasn't a whole lot of interest or hype or whatever, but, like, it's, a, it's become a Super Bowl event for us now, <laughs> you know, which yeah. is super awesome because – like you said, not only I, I, maybe from a soldier standpoint, it's not just the fact of getting out there and getting seen and whatever else, but it gives you this kind of uh, platform for for the younger enlisted people to get out there and, and have an impact, I guess, at a larger level, which you don't always get to have in your career. That doesn't happen Correct. for everybody. That's Correct. you know, So given having that platform for them is, is amazing. It's a lot of fun. I've enjoyed the ones. Yeah, it's fun covering it and watching and meeting everybody and – all the different obstacles, it's it's intense, yeah. but it's pretty cool to see. Well, and, and another good piece to put in there is that you know, we talked a little bit about the Germans and the integration of the GAFB. Uh, until this year, and I still don't know of anybody else that does it, South Carolina is the only state that integrates and figured out how to integrate the GAFB because the GAFB must take place in a structured order, so you have to fit that within the training schedule. You can't do one of it one day and a part of the other day. It has to flow correctly within the training st standard in order for it to be legal with the Germans. But the bigger part of it is, or the strategic view of it is, here we are training with the people that we're going to use, we're going to go and fight with at a war. Because it's, it's a fact that America will never go on its own to fight a war again. It'll be a coalition. And this just teaches us about reaching out across those uh, international lines and, and learning new state partners that are out there, that folks that we can work with. Yeah, that's good. It's a fun event. It's a fun event all the way around. Um, so while we're on the topic of uh, physical fitness, um, not too far around the corner here is the ACFT, mm -hmm. um, and we'll be doing that as diagnostic, correct? Coming correct. Coming in the next year. Yeah, the AC uh, ACFT will start as a diagnostic one October of this year, so it'll be an FY20, and we'll go with that for a full year, and then it'll become – test of record right now, unless something changes from the TRADOC standpoint, it'll become test of record FY21, which will be October 1 of 20. Um, and we've got a lot of people buzzing around, uh, you know, trying to get a grip on this. And uh, I've talked to a couple of people about it, and they're like, you know, it's not necessarily hard. It's different, um, you know, because it's something we haven't. I mean, we've been doing something the same way for 40 years. Yeah. yeah. It's, been, it's been roughly 40 years since the Army's changed its, uh, its physical fitness test. And over the years, and I've been in long enough to see a lot of those changes, uh, The uh, a lot of times you've heard the, oh, we're going to change, we're going to change. And, of course, it never came to fruition because it didn't gain any steam. But this time when General Milley said, you know, we're going to change because it's about soldier readiness and soldier lethality, uh, the ACFT is grounded in a concept called H2F, so uh, it's fun health and functional fitness. So uh, if you wanted to learn more about it, I would tell you to visit Fort Eustis's website, but I would highly encourage you to go on the South Carolina National Guard app because we have tons of information out there under uh, the tab of current soldier. 
that talks to you about all the things that are going on with the ACFT. And also, if, you, if you're a soldier that is in a remote location, which most of us, let's, granted, let's take it, we're spread all across the state. And, uh, you know, until we get equipment at every armory in every state, so every soldier has an opportunity to get to an armory to be able to use it, you're going to be looking for ways to work on this test. And the ACFT itself uh, is, is a very, a lot of science goes behind it. Uh, Dr. East from the IMT up in Tradoc was actually the founder of putting this test together. And the indicators of physical fitness are what it actually does for us on a combat level. How is a soldier going to perform in combat is between 75 to 80 percent in this test. Whereas the current APFT is about a 20 percent indicator of how a soldier is going to react on the battlefield due to the movements and things that you need to do during the ACFT. The ACFT focuses heavily on core power. So the, the two-mile run is, is still out there, but it's interlaced with a lot of other different things so that when you're talking about toting kettlebells, you know, you're replicating ammo cans. When you're talking about throwing a medicine ball, you're hefting sandbags. Uh, when you're doing your deadlifts, you're talking about picking up a litter with a 200-pound, 300-pound soldier on it with gear and everything. So all of the things that are done on there are all interrelated to combat tasks that we provide. So uh, if you wanted to go on the app as well, there is an ACFT 14-day WAD, a workout of the day, and that WAD is specifically built around soldiers that don't have access to equipment. And if you look at each day of those WADs, you'll see how it relates to what exercise that we're talking about. And it may be uh, carrying water cans, it may be doing uh, V-ups, uh, a different type of push-up, but all alternate exercises be it lunges or reverse lunges or stretches. There's, there's lots of different ways to get after it, but this one here in particular was developed so that you could train for the ACFT without having to have the actual equipment there. Yeah, I think that's a big thing because I think that was a, a big concern for a lot of people. And, you know, people were like, am I going to have to go join a, a CrossFit yeah. gym to be <laughs> able to do this and, and things like that. So it's good to know that the app, the South Carolina National Guard app, it's on Android and Apple, correct? Correct. Yeah, so you can go into either one of those stores, download it. Not only does it have the ACFT information, but it just has a plethora of information. Um, we've even had some requests uh, we're going to try to get to on the podcast for enlisted promotion, but I know there is information on uh, promotions and things like that on the app also, plus yeah. information that comes directly from... From the Sergeant Major. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so it, 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 if you want to spend a little more time on the app, the current promotion lists are on the app, and they are updated on a regular basis. They are out there. So all you have to do is go in and look. Another thing that's on the app that a lot of soldiers may or not be tracking, depends on whether they've got the app on their phone or they take the time to look at it, uh, I actually go in there and make sure that all of the AGR and all the technician jobs for the state are posted on the app as well. They exist in two different areas. One's under soldier links for jobs, and the other one's under uh, AGR jobs because one's a PDF and one's a web link, but we, we find a way to, to use it and put it out there. So uh, the, the only thing that limits the amount of information is out there on the app is the feedback from the soldiers in the field to tell me what do you want to see on the app. Uh, you know, and again, I'll, I'll put a plug out there for, for reading. I tell all soldiers, especially NCOs and above, if you're not reading, you're wrong. Uh, you need to be understanding what's going on in our, in our environment out there and gaining a, a worldview, if you will, of things that are going out there. And there's tons and tons of great books to read out there. And if you don't have time and your life's too busy, there are free apps uh, out there. One is RB Digital and the other one's Overdrive. And the access to RB Digital is actually on the app right there to tell you exactly how to do it. So instead of purchasing Audible and having another six ninety nine a month come out of your credit card, <laughs> you know, the Army, through the Army MWR library, provides this for you. Yeah. And uh, you can do all types of leadership reading, or you can listen to audio books, or read magazines and stuff on there. So it's another free service that soldiers just don't know that's out there. Right. No. And, and you mentioned the reading, but you mentioned the reading because you actually have, you keep a list of your select your preferred reading list, I guess, correct the, the, on there. Yeah, so on that's it. that's what that's yeah. involved in. I, I flipped there. Yeah, I look. The app is <laughs> the app is awesome though because I mean you've been talking about it forever now, and I think a lot of people don't realize the information that's on it because 
everybody always says the skip page, the skip page. Well, if you're not full time, a lot of MDA soldiers don't know about the skip page. They don't know how to access it. And to know that you can go on the app and there's the job listings there and there's all this other resources, especially with the ACFT people are asking and where you can get information. So I think that's a good resource is that everybody just needs to have the app. And I know you preach it all the time, Sergeant Major. So I learned something new today as well because I didn't know that all that. I mean, I knew a lot of it was, but I didn't know the job was on there. I didn't know that there was the ACFT stuff. So, yeah. and in, in our in our digital one click culture, we want to be as I try to. I, I, my grandkids probably I would say keep me keep me honest because I have to Snapchat with my youngest granddaughter, <laughs> and uh, and I do have a YouTube channel. Uh, I do have Twitter, so I have all types of ways to reach out, and I get a lot of soldiers that do reach out to me via whether it be Gmail or Mill Mail or a Facebook message. You know, from Afghanistan pops up in the middle of the night, you know, but if I'm up, I'm going to answer the phone uh, and I'll, we'll respond. So uh, I have, and somebody said, well, what are you going to do when you get too busy or too many ask? And so far that has it happened. So I would tell you to make that a problem for me and we'll get somebody <laughs> else to help us with it. Yeah, that's right. Great to have to work on a solution, right? Yes. Yeah. So, um, and that's pretty cool because um, it, it, it can be, it's kind of hard sometimes, especially a leadership position to make yourself that accessible to people. Um, especially in the digital age because everything's there and, and it's 24 7 they can get to you at any time but that's really awesome that you you do put that out there and for any of the um, any of the soldiers out there that are listening you know it's you shouldn't take it for granted that you have a state command sergeant major that's so willing to interact with y'all so that's not always the case um, so be appreciative i guess yeah. and i and i'll preface that and this is of course it's on the app but the state sergeant major, I do have an open door policy, and you can read on the on the app on the open door policy. It tells you if you've got an issue, you know, please take it through your chain of command first. And but you've always got an open door if you need to if you need to contact me or see me. And if you need to contact me in reference to something you've talked with your chain of command about, so let them know that you're going to come contact me. That is, that is an open door policy that is built for that. So there is a. A legal piece of paper that's out there that tells you you can do it. Yeah, that's good, and that, it's, it's important for soldiers, airmen, uh, anybody in the military to kind of have that, even if it's not for the purpose of ever actually using it, just to know that it's available. It's nice sometimes. Yeah, well, I'm glad you mentioned our airmen too. I had a few of our airmen uh, contact me also about the the Gaffney competition and anything that we do within our ranks that is a, a shared event like that. You know. We always want our air, our air brothers and sisters involved with us, just like we work disc commissions together, then we, we can work all of those things together as well. And when we talk about combined arms operations, we're both Army and Air, so uh, of course they're always welcomed into those events. Yeah, I, and we, we had a few out before, and I've noticed that too, just covering uh, some of the extra stuff, you know, like SADOT and the best warrior competitions and all that kind of stuff. You, you're starting to see a lot more of our Air Guard folks come out to which is awesome because mm-hmm. sometimes we get a little separated you know green and blue and that well, now that. you can't really tell the now difference. you can't really tell now <laughs> that you can't really tell who we are now we're all the same um but uh, but that's really good um now a topic and actually it kind of popped up in pre-discussion here in the studio but uh it's something that you know soldiers have been talking about is is a whole um what word am i looking for I want to say transition, but that's not right. Oh, Cross training. No, reclassing. Reclassing. That's the word I'm looking oh, for. Oh, yeah, reclassification. <laughs> yeah. So, re- reclassification. Um, you know, some people are getting a couple years of maybe finishing up their, their first, you know, enlistment run, and they're on the edge, like, yeah, I want to stand, but I'd like to do this maybe. But that's become a, a big push, I guess, at leadership level to say, hey, yeah, if you, if you want to cross train, the opportunity's there, reclass. Correct me, Baker. Reclass. Reclass. <laughs> then that opportunity is there, yeah. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would tell you each each case is is taken on its own. But yeah, if you're a a soldier who is uh, finishing their first six when you signed up and and you've you've done this and you kind of decided, you know, I, I want to stay in the guard. We want you to stay in the guard. You know, to to be a soldier and have gone through basic and AIT. That's a lot of that's a lot of heartache that you you put on yourselves, and it's a lot of hard work that very few people. Are capable of doing and now we want to get you to the next step in your career and if that step in that career doesn't happen to be the MOS you originally chose 
the sooner you start that conversation with your leadership, the better. You know, at a, at a year out, at a year and a half out, you need to be talking and thinking about that. You don't need to wait till 30 days before your ETS and say, hey, I'd like to reclass. <laughs> you know, so uh, the sooner you talk about that kind of information and things, we always need good soldiers everywhere. We have many vacancies throughout many MOSs that are out there that, you know, if you've gotten into an MOS that the rank's pretty hard to move because it's a low-density MOS and, Let's say you were in, uh, an engineer and you wanted to become an infantryman. Or let's say you were an air defense guy and you wanted to become an Apache pilot or girl. So all of that's available out there. So let's say you were uh, an air defender and you wanted to become a 46 Quebec, a public affairs specialist. You know, all those <laughs> things are, are out there and available. You just got to ask mm -hmm. because the old saying goes, or what I use many times in talking to soldiers is, closed mouth don't get fed. So we can't help you if we don't understand what you want in there. And, and more now than ever in this digital age, however you want to call it here, I mean, we grow into it and stay with it. You can either understand it or get left behind. But soldiers now more than ever want to know the whys and the hows of things. And we encourage them to ask. If you don't ask, you'll never know. Um, and you, you kind of mentioned it with the, the Apache pilot stuff, but that, that's another opportunity. I always hate to lose a good enlisted person, and obviously at some point in time we'll, we'll talk to the state chief warrant officer, but that's something else that's out there is, you know, if you're, if you're good in your field and you're doing the work, it's always worth to ask about the, the warrant officer program and stuff like that. Sure, um, sure. I mean, the, the, the warrant officer program, general rule is you need two years in a leadership position as, as an E-5 in a leadership position in order to put a warrant packet in. But many, many chances for, uh, for the warrants that are out there. And it, it's not for everybody. It's a, definitely a technical expertise field that you, that you feel to go, that you'd like to go into. But uh, I highly encourage our NCOs that want to become warrants to, you know, don't hesitate to walk down that path and see if it's right for you. Yeah. That's not right for you, Baker. No. No, <laughs> we don't have one. It's yeah, just the way public affairs works. Um, <laughs> but... Um, so, yeah, I mean, good opportunities out there. There's a lot of events coming down the road. I mean, as always, we're going to be super busy uh, with all kinds of stuff. Gaffy, best warrior, outside of just normal missions and stuff. But I think that's I think that's just a good thing about our guard. We always have something to engage us here. I don't know how other states run. I'm going to assume they're just not as cool and as high speed as we are. <laughs> uh, not to take a shot at anybody out there, but I'm just saying. A uh, little state pride going on here. Um I'll add another piece in there for you, too. We do work heavily with the Citadel, the, the Military College of South Carolina. Yeah. So we have a great relationship with uh, our our counterparts down there at the Citadel, and uh, Dr. Dr. Dan Bornstein in particular is the head of the uh, physical fitness and strength and conditioning department down there, and we've been working together for a couple of years. And uh, he uh, does a good analytical look at what we're doing within our state, and we partner to go out and look and see how do we take the next step within our state and how will it affect the state of South Carolina as a whole in changing the fitness culture of the entire state? So uh, something that is out there on the, on the horizons that is still in planning stages, but uh, we're actually looking at maybe doing a joint venture and bringing the battle challenge back to South Carolina. And the battle challenge is uh, something based on the firefighter challenge. I would liken it to uh, American Ninja Warrior, yeah. you know, so that it's a portable obstacle course that's set up that is a very physically demanding course that creates a ton of competition, That uh, something that we're working towards bringing it back again. And we bring it back and bring it down there with the Citadel. We may entertain bringing it here to Columbia and maybe out here near their stadium and inviting Columbia in and do it again in the upstate. So really just we're, we're only limited by how we can dream. Yeah, yeah. Now um, – I just I'm gonna take because you talked about working with people to help increase the the physical standards of stuff. Um, I will say from personal experience that you're a huge advocate of this, and not just for soldiers who are already athletes or airmen that are already athletes, but really for for people more so for me, people who are struggling or who have suffered injuries or whatever, trying to get back in the saddle. You've been a huge advocate and push, and I, I've personally been involved in some of the programs as they come down the line. Uh, I know we didn't necessarily have this on the agenda to talk about, but since you kind of brought up the stuff, but you've been awesome in that realm. 
um, and and I'm I'm glad to see that we're continuing that. And I know you're always working on something to to help soldiers and airmen out uh, as far as improving their physical fitness. Not like I said, not necessarily the natural born athletes that are out there. Even though a lot of the programs will still work for them, but it's really for for us folks who who struggle from time to time. Yeah, I mean, my opinion, we have to get something that works for everybody and. In the end, if we can affect our guys and girls within the South Carolina National Guard, both Army and Air, well, all of us are going to affect our families, and those families will affect others within the community. And we can have a, a resonating effect throughout the state that can literally change the culture of the state if we put our minds to it. I'll mention another good program that's out there that we're looking and trying to incorporate with, along with a, a fitness app. I would tell you that... Uh, Everybody throughout the Army structure is seeking out some type of application that works for them in order to put it together. And uh, We've been working with Coach uh, Bewley in Clemson with the uh, DWMA program, Dynamic Warm Movement Assessment Program, which is something that I feel is a, a good physical indicator for us that would help our soldiers because he looks at the muscular skeletal structure and how it relates to athletes and how it relates to people in general so that you're not out there just running and hurting yourself when you should really be doing some other type of exercise in order to strengthen something before that happens. So that conversation continues between Dr. Bornstein and Coach Bewley and others about incorporating his stuff into an app for the state of South Carolina to give our soldiers, again, something else they can put in their hand and train with, and not only themselves but their families as well. There you go. It just proves that they're always working for us. <laughs> even are. when even when you're sitting in the office and think that they're not doing anything for us, they are always working for us, Baker. Okay. Always, um, which is good. I, I appreciate it on a personal level because I have struggled. Uh, most people know that. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm always super excited. Um, There's a lot of information, today, a lot of good stuff. Um, you're always welcome back here i mean this this is y'all's y'all show in studio we just work here um type thing but i think it's always good for y'all to come down i want to say y'all i'm talking about all the leadership to come out and get some facetime uh even if it's just video facetime or audio facetime with the, with the soldiers and airmen um because they like hearing you know from mm -hmm. y'all they like it it helps them know you know a little comfort factor in it and stuff so um always good to have you here uh, i hope you come back I will. I will. And if, if I can give a closing note to oh, the, yeah. to the yeah. soldiers and airmen out there, you know, uh, get prepared for uh, combined arms. Get if I know if you haven't trained, if you've always just trained with your group before, well, get ready. It, it's going to change. Uh, get ready to be be seeing folks that you haven't seen before to integrate that training and use every tool at your disposal out there to do it. They, uh, you know, don't don't be afraid of the infantry guys or don't be afraid of the engineers and everything you know we all work together if we fight and we just had a unit go through ntc out there it's an eye-opener that you understand all of those pieces are required even multi-domain so you have to have uh, marines and airmen and navy and air force and all those guys working together to to make it work so uh, you know we do not fight alone so uh, i would tell them to look forward to it and also to make sure that you're putting your questions out there if you have questions we can't help you if we don't know but listen to what your leaders are saying because they're bringing you the tags intent good deal yeah well thank you sergeant major for stopping in thank and you talking with us so it was really good to have sergeant major come in and talk to us today yeah always good to have him on the show yeah so, all the leadership all the leadership uh, especially from the enlisted standpoint it's nice to have that connection see it out there and then learn about something like the gaffy which is going to be super fun I know. I mean, I've heard about the Gaffey, and the first time I experienced watching it was during the Best Warrior competition. So it's different to see it as just the Gaffey and not something that's been added to another event. And it's super intense. So I'm excited to see how that's going to go. I mean, like you said, you got in the water. I know. In the water. <laughs> Somebody's going to make fun of the water thing, but whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's it's a different game when you're in there and you're 
I know, in your uniform. And I mean, I was just hanging on the side trying to shoot video. I wasn't even swimming back and forth. And it was it was still tough trying to hold yourself up. And then you, you talk about, I mean, it's one thing to do it in the Gatsby. It's another thing to do it in the middle of the best warrior competitions when you're two to three days in, been sleeping in the field, mm-hmm. you've been running, you've done APFTs and all this stuff. And all of a sudden it's like, you want me to swim how long? <laughs> you want me to ruck for how long? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have to shoot how many weapons and That's get right. how many in the center? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, if I can figure out which direction the weapon is supposed to go, I've done good, <laughs> and I should get honorable mention at that point in time. But, uh, no, I mean, it's it's a good event. Uh, hopefully a lot of people, you know, come out for it. Um, it'll be interesting to be out there and watching it, see what's going on and yeah, who does what and how they do it. Exactly. But um, I know that earlier we mentioned kind of about the um, – the subscriber thing, but I don't think we really talked about exactly what we meant by that. So well, you want to talk about yeah, what we meant so by that? Yeah, so we're, we're trying really hard. I mean, starting out, Erskine had this crazy idea of getting, what, one point some million? I don't 1. even remember. 3. Was it 1.3? Yeah. And we're we, close. I mean, we're Ish. a lot closer. <laughs> we're a lot closer than where we started, I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> we're still like 1.2 seven nine something something like that it's a lot (laughs) but um for an incentive for everybody i know we talked about it a couple times but we would well i would really like to create a blooper video but we want to create that as an incentive for 500 subscribers so we're not too far off no but if you're watching make sure you're hitting the subscribe button because I mean, we're, we go through and look at all of the analytics and stuff, and we know you guys are watching. You're just not hitting that button. So make sure you're hitting that button so that when we post new videos that you know that they're posted and you can watch the next episode. Yeah, the, I think the YouTubers say like, subscribe, and hit the notification buttons. Keep up with all the latest content. <laughs> exactly, and we're kind of revamping the way we do this, especially now that we have new equipment. Yay. Yay. You, you know, I guess you didn't want to hit your little button. Uh-oh. Yep, there we go. <laughs> I hit it. <laughs> you hit the right one. There we go. I'm but, still uh, learning it. <laughs> you need to like put little uh, tags I, next to them. Well, I want to record different stuff to go on there. Well, that'll be, like, yeah. Like, I'm Batman. Needs to go on one. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we need is a I'm Batman uh, button over there for you to keep pressing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, just you know, like, subscribe, follow our stuff. If you're watching it, you know, other soldiers and airmen out there, like I said, this is informational stuff. A lot of the questions that you have about the guard were answering you know listen stuff what the leadership wants upcoming events Mm -hmm. how to protect yourself in the cyber world i mean there's just information after information all service member family care uh, what they offer so i mean there's there's plenty of stuff to learn here exactly and we're trying to revamp the youtube page so it might bear with us yes it might be not visually pleasing right now but we're trying to get things reorganized so that it'll be a little bit easier for those who are watching and go on YouTube and all that fun stuff that they can search and find the videos a lot easier. Yep. All the content that we're making. Exactly. A nice, neat package. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm Sergeant Chelsea Baker. And I'm Specialist David Erskine. And we'll catch you in the next episode.